Hi guys, my name's Mel. I'm um, Hyde's best friend and I'm a single mum of my little mate Banjo. He's just turned nine weeks and Hyde's has asked me on to do some real talk about being a first time mama. Well, if you're new to the podcast, hi Mel. <laughs> hi guys. Hi little Banjo and Potatoes here as well. So if you hear a dog panting or if you hear a baby screaming, this is your life. This is my life. Um, but welcome to the podcast, first time parents. Um, basically, Griffo and I decided to do this podcast when we f- first became parents of Memphis because we thought we wanted to document something that was unedited because we ain't got time to edit it and unfiltered and real and raw and tell our story. And I think it's such a good idea too, not just for you guys listening, but I think for Memphis when he gets older. Oh my God. I don't know if we want to show him that. <laughs> <laughs> well, he'd need to be a decent age, maybe evolved at 30. We'll say to him, hey, do you, mind, do you know your mum and dad did this? And don't scare him off having kids. So yeah, definitely oh after he's had kids. <laughs> well, I know so many people even listen to this. So hi to you if you are, <laughs> if you're not a parent. And they said, oh, you're just prepping me. For, I'm like, I would never have listened to a podcast. About like, children. No. <laughs> about children. No. But the reason why I wanted to talk to you is because I'm... Well, obviously parents together, first-time parents together. Yes. You had little Banjo seven weeks after mm-hmm. Memphis? Exactly seven weeks. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I guess the first question for you, Mel, which a lot of people want to know, is did you copy me and did you <laughs> did you plan this baby? Just the, just the standard <laughs> talk because I've followed Heidi all over the world and, you know, bought a house 700 metres. Oh, we even. used to live 200 metres. Yeah, 200 200 metres from each other. Uh, Sadly, no, that's not the case I anymore. I didn't copy you. This <laughs> is divine intervention because it was a happy little... Accident? Can I say that out yeah. loud? So no, and you weren't trying, and I wasn't trying. So I think it was just fate. Yeah, it's just meant to be. Well, I still remember the moment that you told me that you're pregnant. So I was in the early stages. I hadn't told many people. Yeah. I think so. I must have been seven or eight weeks, or six or seven weeks, because um, he was a week late, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, and I still remember. I was. I had the worst all day sickness. And then you living 200 metres away, I remember my mum being over to help me get my head around becoming a mum. Yeah. And I was, because I had, that's a whole other story, but an identity crisis. And I remember waking up, it was must have been about midnight because I was going to bed because I was just so sick. <laughs> and I had like 20 missed calls. calls. <laughs> and I, I also had like, holy shit, you need to call me ASAP. You're not going to believe this, but I'm pregnant. In a message. Well, I didn't want to just like call you 20 times and then not put some sort of uh, caveat over it because I thought you're going to worry. You're going to wake up in the morning and you've got 20 missed calls from, you know. So I was like, okay, so I better just say it out loud via message. Yeah. Well, I can't believe, like I remember in that moment thinking how excited I was, but then I was also quite petrified that you weren't going to keep the baby. Because oh, you? Yeah, I didn't well, know that. Well, because I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. We get to be mums together. But I remember going like, oh, my God, well, she might not keep it because she hasn't been with this guy for very long. Yeah. Mel was only just telling me that you weren't <laughs> – after you realised that I was pregnant, you go, oh, that's made me decide that I don't actually want a baby. Yeah, I was really adamant. I'd gone up and down my whole life wanting kids, not wanting kids, but I was never really certain. Yeah. And I was pretty adamant by the time you fell pregnant that I didn't want them. So what turned you off from me having... The reality of it. Oh, yeah. Like, it it was just the reality, like, holy shit, Heidi's pregnant. That's going to change her life. Do I want that change? (laughs) Now we're sitting here with a banjo (laughs) on the boob. Memphis is asleep in the other room. We've just gone for a big walk together pushing the pram. I just got shat on by my baby. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 
Like this is our – and do you know what I noticed? Me and you, we used to have such good deep conversations. Now all we do is talk about babies. babies. All that's, we don't actually know what we spoke about before. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember a life before no. him. And like, I get it now. Yeah. Um, and that's what we were saying, like apologies to all of our friends all who our had friends. babies before us. Because we didn't give a shit. We didn't give a shit. <laughs> and I remember I didn't even go meet my friend Sarah. I didn't even go meet her baby when I was in town. No. Because I just wanted to get drunk with my friends. Yeah. And we- <gasps> I, I was know. so shit. Well, but we get it now and they get it too. Like they, yeah, like, they know that we get it. Yeah. So so talk to me about your pregnancy and stuff and, and your situation because in the intro and I even still find it weird saying that you're a single mum because the dad is still around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, you've had to work hard at that relationship and that's a work in progress. That's a work in progress. So we were only together for five months when I fell pregnant. Yeah. And... He was working FIFO for that five months. So really we'd only known each other for two and a half two and a half months, you know. We'd only spent Yeah. Um so it was obviously, you know, I'm thirty-five and he was thirty-six. So it was a time to be able to, you know, and we're financially stable and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Oh little bear Joe's having a go of the booty. <laughs> but um yeah, we had to we did have to have that discussion. You know, it wasn't just yeah. a given. We weren't a married couple and, yeah. you know, so. So how was he with that? Because he was working FIFO when you found out. Yeah, so look, he his, was away. His initial reaction was actually um, to be excited. You know, like yeah. when I first told him, he had a big smile on his face and he was excited. And then he just, like any new dad, got freaked out. Yeah. So he was, um, and I think still is, processing that he's yeah, was having a, a son and that now he's a dad. Um, and we tried to stay together. So we stayed together for the pregnancy, which I had mm-hmm. a pretty rough pregnancy. Oh, yeah. And, like, the, the crazy thing was you were just behind me. So I knew everything that was coming for you. And, and we and pretty much, like, I copied you with that too. <laughs> oh, no, I just remember at one stage you were so sick because you got an illness as well. Yeah, so we went to Bali for my birthday. Yeah. And I came back with a Bali sickness. <gasps> oh, and that's a, like, you don't even want that on top of the 24-hour hangover that you yeah. already have. So that was horrendous. So I was sick. He was away. You're also vegan, can we just say, which makes it really hard when you're pregnant and you're having those cravings. cravings. And also the things that make you feel good when you are like feeling that shit, you don't food. really eat that. No. So <laughs> couldn't, have Mac- couldn't have McDonald's. <laughs> Even though you're craving the burger, Went never to Perfect it. Pantry plenty of times for their burger. Yeah, so that's a vegan cafe here in Perth. Yes. But yeah, so you had a, a hard pregnancy and you and Judd, there was a lot of tension around that tension. time with hormones and yeah. everything as well. I was hormonal. He was not super excited about being a dad. Yeah. Um, and then so we kind of made the decision that we'd, once Benjo was here, we'd stick it out for a little while and just see, you know. And But, it, you know, again, hormones and sleepless nights. Like yeah. We just we kind of argued a fair bit. So we made the call to, to separate. Um, and so now i am got care of him majority of the time and, and Judd still definitely wants to be a dad and around. And when he's like when he gets to be with him because he works FIFO, you see the quality of the dad that he's. Yeah, that he is. He, he's going to be a great dad. He just has to spend more time getting to know himself as a dad. Yeah, which that's like us as mums, right? Totally, totally. And that's just like what, I remember the first six weeks were fucking so hard and weird because yeah. you're like you don't really know what you're doing, but you're following your instincts. But is it right? Is it wrong? You well, Google a million things. Oh, and I want to talk to you about this because I know with Griffo, like I relied so much on him, Mel. I can't even tell you. Like I don't know how I would have done it because I think I was in shock actually, <laughs> and I was so sleep deprived and panicked, and my anxiety was coming up a, like on those you know those hormonal bluesy days, mm. and I relied on him so much to 
remind me to do stuff and to know stuff? Like, how did you do it with you and Judd when you were going through that time? Yeah. Um, Look, he was really good in the first couple of weeks with, like, changing nappies and, you know, helping him when he cried and all that kind of stuff. So you kind of had that that there that support there but my mum was in town too yeah. and she was an angel um and then when Judd went back to work that was kind of the reality of you being a like single mum and then I, I decided I was going to get a nanny so yeah any single mummers out there I say get and live in au pair they are <laughs> but what about changing. people that can't afford it yeah, I so take how much? my hat off to you. If you are a single mum yeah. and you don't have any help, like I am so lucky. I have a dog walker. I have a cleaner. I yeah. have a nanny. By the way. Mate, she's, say, she's designed I her don't, own life. I'm not wealthy. I uh, own a but yoga studio. But she outsources. Studio. I outsource. I own a yoga studio so I can say, hey, who wants yoga to walk my dog? So I sound like, <laughs> oh, I have a cleaner and I have. But so how are you paying your nanny? I pay her cash. Yeah. But... I also give her a roof over her head and food, so yeah. it's subsubsidised. When you when you um, interview the nanny, do you ask them if they're vegan? No, but I let them know <laughs> that there's no meat in the house because that could be a deal yeah. for some people. So I have yeah. to say, like, look, you know, and luckily my first nanny, she was vegetarian almost anyway because her mum was vegetarian. Yeah. And this new one, she just said, no, that's totally fine. My best friend's vegan. Awesome. So... And so how much do you pay them? Like, what's the going rate for an so pair? So $150 to $200 a week for a demi-pair, which is what I have. What's a demi-pair? Half the time. Oh, okay. So it's not 40 hours a week that they're yep. working. Yeah. Um, so they work for me about 25 hours a week. Yeah. And how, how do you – can you talk us through, like, how you would use your nanny? Mm, absolutely. So it's awesome. I wake up in the morning and feed little mate and then I give – him to them yeah. for a couple of hours yeah so i can go back to sleep or i can have a shower i can make toast and tea i can do some admin for the yeah. business so i do my admin in the mornings um without having to worry about him crying or needing to be entertained they entertain him and then i have him throughout the day and then they come back around about five um and then they have him for a couple of hours and again i just make dinner i hang out i go for a walk like Oh, my God, it sounds amazing. Yeah. But then, you know what, it was funny because I remember we were at um, the cafe one day and so, and someone said something and I can't remember, we were talking to people on the other table and you're like, oh, the nanny will get it. And I was like, ha, 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 she is a nanny. And then she's like, I'd rather have a partner. You're like, I'd rather have a partner. Yeah. So And you would. Like- yeah, in, in the reality of it, I think anyone would rather have a happy, yeah. loving relationship with their baby's dad. Yeah. You know. Or baby's mum. Or baby's mum. Yeah. So I think... That would be the reality. I would love, I would have loved for Judd and I to have stayed together and we'd be happy and yeah. have a healthy, harmonious relationship. Um, but it's not that way. So yeah. it's the spare pair of hands of a nanny. Is amazing. Is I couldn't even, I don't know how Do they cook would. for you as well? Well, we just kind of share the cooking. Uh-huh. The other, me and my other nanny would share the cooking. Um but I actually preferred them to hold banjo and have banjo. Yeah. Well, I cooked and did stuff. Yeah. Just so I didn't have to be on with, with him, him all the all time. All the time. How's like the whole? I guess a lot of people would wonder like, how do you find someone that you know you can trust? Well, you know me. I do, and it'd be the same as you. Your gut instinct kicks in. Yeah. Because Judd was a bit weird about. He's like, well, this you don't even know this chick. She's yeah, just that's an Italian right. backpacker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Who ended up being amazing. But she I, was I agree. beautiful. <laughs> like, and yeah. like we just had the best relationship and she loved. But what I did is I stalked her on Facebook. Yeah. Um, 
Did and, the, and Mel's good at stalking. By the way. <laughs> I've never met anyone that could stalk. Track it down. Yeah. And like I saw she'd studied at a university and she'd studied early childhood. Um, and all of her, a lot of her photos were her and her old kindergarten people all dressed oh, up with babies and stuff. Yeah. So I was like, okay. Yeah. You know, and then when I met her. You just knew. I just knew. She yeah. was just great. And she instantly picked Banjo up and started having a giggle and a laugh. Um, and then this new one, I contacted her old people that she worked for. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they said she's amazing. That's so good. Ha- definitely take her, you know, yeah. take her on. And, and um, so, yeah. Well, so what are some of the challenges as a single mum that you've faced? Because, like, for me, being your bestie, like, there's times that I've seen you. I think probably what I would see stand out as one of the biggest challenges would have been when getting out of the house. Yes. For yeah. the first... For the first little while. For the while, first little month, while. Because you were just stuck in your bubble. Stuck in that house. M- mind you, we need to declare that... In one week of having Banjo, Mel moved house, she got mastitis, and she was having relationship issues. Yeah. And you had your mum living with you as well. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a lot of shit people break up over. over. Like just anyway. moving, some people get divorced. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, I think that was definitely the, the main thing of just not having that support to be able to go, right, I'm going to get him in the car. And mind you, they scream when they first get in the car, mostly. Oh. <laughs> so like Every getting, time. Wow. Every time Memphis still cries getting in the car, yeah. but then once he's in there, I'm like, see, I told you it would be fun. Yeah. So it just that, that first initial time. Oh, I still remember hearing the pain in your voice when you called me and, like, you are bawling your eyes out. Yeah. I feel like I get teary when I think about it because it was just such a hard yeah. time. Don't make me cry. <laughs> Don't look at me. And it seems, so, eye contact. it seems so silly to be like. No, it's not. But beforehand, I would have been like, said to my other friends, just put him in the car and let him cry and drive. But you just, in that time when you're hormonal and you've Mm. never done it before and you've got no one there to be like, it's okay. So it took one of our good girlfriends over here. She was, she's got four kids. Hi, Alicia, if you're listening. Um, To her to be there and she didn't even do anything. She was just there. So the next time I put him in the car, he was screaming. Yeah. Alicia was there just going, it's okay. He's yeah. fine. Yeah. Everything's fine. Yeah, because I remember, like, when you called me, I was, like, trying to give you voice messages saying, like, this is this is it, Mel, like, this is you, blah, blah. And I remember when Alicia got here, she was like, so how's Mel? I was like, we need to get her out of the house. Yeah. And she was like, okay, I'm going to go to her house. Yeah. I was like, yeah, be her cheerleader. <laughs> yeah. Because I would have come, but do you know what I mean? Like, we, but like, also you're so far away. Like, yeah. It's not well, now like, we don't live 200 metres from no, each other. This stupid this, upgrades of our house that we went to. This moved closer to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> I can't afford to live on the beach. Got to pay for for my nanny oh. and my dog walk and my cleaner. <laughs> hey, well, I'm now a um, stay-at-home mum as well. That's a whole other topic for another day. Um, so we might not be able to fortunately leave the beach for much longer. Moving back but, to Chewin Hill. Yeah, Rufo's going back to work and I'm going to be the stay-at-home mum for all those who don't know. Um, but like I said, that's a whole other topic for another day because you mm. are who we're talking about yes, today. Yes, yes, So would you say that would be one of your standout? That was definitely my standout. And plus Judd had kind of and I had just broken up and he'd gone back to work and mum had left yeah and I hadn't got a nanny yet and so I was just completely I felt really on my own even though I had the most amazing support from you and from yeah. all my other girlfriends I was very rarely alone yeah I had people coming over but they can say that sometimes you can have all the friends in the world yeah. but you can doesn't mean that you... it doesn't mean it just takes away from the fact that every single night I go to bed it's just me and him yeah and at first that was like holy shit yeah like it's just me and you mate yeah <laughs> so yeah what else is challenging well being alone at night yeah. is challenging, even though he's 
pretty good. He's pretty good. But just even like those moments, I remember when he was screaming his head off and that was another time yeah. that you called oh, me. Yeah. And that was early on as well. Maybe even like three, he was three weeks old yeah. or something like that. And he had I pain think even, in his belly. And- yeah. And, and remember he was hungry because your boob wasn't producing enough milk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, I for- see, I forget about that. Yeah. So we turn turns out that he wasn't getting enough milk after I got mastitis. Yeah. So he was just screaming and screaming and screaming and I couldn't stop it. And I was on my own. And we were going through everything, but what they didn't probably tell you when you went to the hospital, like the lactation nurses were amazing, but they probably didn't tell you that it would take a while for your milk to come back. Yeah. Yeah. So then it had to get Heidi's breast milk. Yeah. So then we've, we've, (laughs) so um, I did speak about that in the breastfeeding one that we have, I was helping you with milk, which is just so weird. But then also it's not because like everyone drinks cow's milk. So like, why is it that we weird out about drinking other, other humans? Yeah. Yeah. And it's awesome too, because he gets your antibodies. Yeah. So he's not just getting mine. He's actually yeah. getting all of the healthy well, stuff. Well, so maybe from you. you can start pumping for my son, and I'll give him a bottle you of should. your milk. You should, because actually, it's like a thing. Yeah. So they get both of ours together. Um, but you're so that, and that's another thing that obviously was really challenged for challenging for you. Like you really wanted to breastfeed, that's so bad. and then with all of the stuff that was going on within your first week, you've got implants as well. Yeah. So you don't know if you're ducks get blocked up i don't think it has anything to do with my implants because really no everything was fine until i got mastitis <gasps> and everything has always been fine off yeah. this boob yeah it was just the one that i got mastitis on yeah so um once i started pumping and pumping and pumping and i it all came back and it was it's completely fine now yeah so if it was my implants it would still be yeah weird yeah or not good because they do say sometimes people with implants will have challenges Can. breastfeeding. Because well, you know my friend Renee, yeah. she has um, issue with one of her boobs from her implants of like oh. only one produces more milk. Like obviously but mine does that, anyway. But is that her implants? Because or my, is that the way that she's feeding? Or there's or probably my other friend, um, she literally has had two two kids. Yeah. She only produces milk in one boob. Well, you know, she they, doesn't have implants. the babies favour a boob as well. Yeah. Like that's what's so weird. Yeah. So he's great though. He doesn't favour any boob. Yeah. He will take anything from anyone. He bottle <laughs> he bottle feeds like a champ. See, that's been that's, that's the amazing the amazing. But you worked really hard at the breastfeeding. Thing. Yes, but it was always me. It was yeah. never him. Yeah, he was always a good latcher, a good yeah, drinker. Yeah, my god, he's got the best latch. Like when you sent me a video, <laughs> I was like, holy shit, that's a good latch. Because I had the fussy baby with the shit latch, <laughs> with uh, heaps of bloody milk. Yeah. <laughs> so no, it was just that he had such a strong latch that mm. my nipples were shredded. But talk about their, like, because I remember you left the lactation, like, before you went to lactation mm, nurse. I was about to Again, go, yeah. you were devastated. You were crying. Yeah. And I said to you, hey, Mel, if you need to give up, it is okay. Yeah. And it wasn't because I think, you know, every, I, like, I just don't want anyone to feel pressure and I feel like we do in society. Mm. And I feel like sometimes you just need to hear that because you were putting so much pressure on yourself. I was putting pressure on myself purely because I really wanted to breastfeed. Yeah. And... It's funny because you said that to me the same day as my mum did. Yeah. But I knew I wanted to breastfeed. Yeah. And I want to breastfeed him until he's like seven. So <laughs> be one of those weird mums. Um, so I knew I really, really wanted to push through. But I did give up one morning and I drove and I got formula. Yeah. And on the way home to get formula, the lactation consultant rang me and there was a cancellation. <gasps> so it was fate. Seriously, fate. So she's like, do not give that baby that formula. You're coming to You're me. coming in to see me at 2 o'clock. Aww. And she gave me a nipple shield. She yeah. did this little thing with his mouth. And 
fine ever since then yeah. ever since that day and still that box of formula is not opened yeah i've never given him formula. but you you like i said you push through like you know i remember like uh, um you know like you were just like okay i've got to do this so you did everything in your power yeah like Pumping, mentally yeah waking yeah. up every two hours to pump yeah. and night. when you're on your own like yeah. i know how hard it was with the partner yeah. when you're on your own yeah that's fucked waking up every two hours to pump and then feed and then feeding through mastitis which is just the most excruciating thing ever um but yeah it was it was tough but only tough now looking back for about a week yeah and then with your breast milk was a lifesaver yeah because we would just do top-ups if i if he wasn't getting enough and he was still being fussy your milk fine and then he was fine and now he just eats like a champion puts on that much weight doesn't get off my boob. Oh, no, he's on the boob now. He's on my boob way. right now. <laughs> You're probably hearing him like, oh, oh, they make those cute little noises. Um, would you say that you're proud of yourself? Yeah, I am actually. Yeah. I'm really proud of myself. Yeah. And we're all really proud of you. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I am. And because, And that's not to be like gold star for Mel, but like just because I guess as a mum now you know like how, how hard, hard it, it is. is. Yeah. And a whole new respect for our mums and every single other parent out there. I have a different level of respect for anyone who's ever been a mum. <laughs> and like, how the hell just... there's single mums out there with more than one? I know. Jeez Louise, oh, who don't have a nanny? Who, or a dog walker or a car. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Like, so, no, I am proud of myself. Yeah. Like, but equally as proud as you, like... Yeah, you mean, like, I don't know. Like, and I don't know whether that's because you've got Griffo and yeah. Like, oh my god! Like, I sit there sometimes. And I'm like, shit. I don't know how she's doing it. Like, and everyone always asks me how you are. Yeah. Like every single person I speak to, how's Mel going? How's and I just feel so proud as your best friend to tell them she's really good. You know, and like, you know, she has her challenges and she has her days. But like now she's out. That first day getting you out of the house was so hard. Yeah. But once you got out of the house, like your changes too. Yeah. So like that's the thing. If, as long as I get out of the house once a day, I feel good. Yeah. Like, you just got to get out, do stuff. He needs to get out in about two. Yeah. So he's not would, bored. Would that be, like, um, some advice that you'd have for other single moms? For mums? sure. Try to get out at least. And I, we just go – I've got this cute little kind of mother's group that we've created from my baby massage group. So we just yeah. go down to the beach or come to you and go for a walk. Yeah. Or, um, go for a have brunch, go get a pedicure the other day. Yeah, it was so good. <laughs> she left her baby with baby daddy. Yeah. I was like, I have to. He was screaming <laughs> for the whole day. To. Oh, the leaps. We don't even, oh, Ugh. that's, eight that's a whole leap. other topic as that well. Is a, that could be a whole podcast. Well, we did the eight-week leap because <sighs> that's where, when Griffo and I thought that was the worst, but having just gone through leap four with the 35-day one, holy shit. Well, you just had the eight-week leap. Eight-week, and it was three days of torture. Yeah. Three days of non-stop crying, and I didn't have a nanny. It was my in. I did like she just left me, and my one hadn't started yet. I was like, "Oh my god!" Oh, it's so funny. I didn't have a nanny, but all these other mums before us and parents were, uh, haven't had nannies. nannies. They're like, "Yeah, mate, suck it up, suck it up." <laughs> and I was just that la- the third day when I was like, I, yeah. "I cracked it." Went really well, and then went, "Nah, can't do this." So rang Judd, take him. I'm going to have get a pedicure and I'm going out for brunch with Heidi it was so good <laughs> it was so nice I know and you're like I'll hold your baby I'm like mate you need a break <laughs> from babies yeah so that was good but yeah definitely getting out of the house would be my number one tip yeah what's so what's your plan with dating now like ugh <laughs> I could not I don't even want to date till he's 18 like we're gonna we're gonna co-sleep oh till don't do till, that to the we're poor we're gonna kid. co-sleep till he's 18 he's gonna be one of those real mummy's boys which there's nothing wrong with that I have a mummy's I'm married to a mummy's boy and how and great I've got is a mummy, he and I've got a mummy's boy a little man yeah 
But so, come no, on, you no, gotta let look, that kid. Eventually, I'll date be again. A but bit I, independent from his mother. Yeah, but it's the furthest thing from my mind. Yeah, like the furthest thing. Besides the fact that I don't feel great in my body mm. physically right now, like I haven't been looking after myself very well. Um, and but just, it's not even on my radar. Which this again. is coming from a girl who loved to date. Love dating. Would always have. Have you, you know, ever even thought about turning Tinder on? No. <laughs> no. Although I was like, who was I talking? One of our girlfriends was playing Tinder the other night. And I was like, oh, I might want to get on and just have a that's flick, I, have a flick through. See what options but are not, out there. But not for me, just for like curiosity's sake. Because <laughs> honestly, the thought he's attached to me every two hours. Yeah. The thought of even trying to get ready to go on a date. And having milk leak out of your boobs oh. and, like, having to put makeup on. Like, and having sex with someone ew, again. Ew, yuck. <laughs> I, I don't think I'm ever going to do that again. <laughs> oh, well, like, you'll never have to worry about having more. Well, what, like, what are your plans for that? Like, do you feel like you'll meet someone that's going to have kids? Like, do you want I would say so. That would, yeah. you know, because, well, we're 36 this coming year, Hides. Oh, my god! So we're Shut not spring up. chickens anymore. I keep thinking I'm, like, 25. Yeah, we're 36. No, I definitely don't feel 25. Yeah, no. And so, yeah, probably. <laughs> Go well to the banjo. Done, banjo. Memphis has farted on the podcast before oh, too. <laughs> uh, it's so cute. How weird is it that babies have louder farts than us sometimes? Seriously, he does the loudest. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, no, I don't think I have any plans to date, but I would imagine if I do, it'll be yeah. most likely a single dad Yeah, that would understand. Yeah. Because he will be for so many, or forever, really, my number one priority. Yeah. So I can't imagine. <laughs> he loves it. I can't imagine. This is making all the little noises. I just wish everyone could see the visuals right now. I know. And he's like, little face is so happy. <laughs> How do you reckon Banjo is going to go when mum dates in the future? Who knows? Who knows? I'm hoping that I'm going to raise him being, you know, very well-rounded and he'll, like, be stoked to. But I won't inter- I'll interview I won't introduce him to anybody yeah. for a very long time. Like, yeah. I'm going to have to be six months into a solid yeah. relationship yeah. before I even yeah. nearly think about in- introducing him yeah. to Banjo. It's crazy, isn't it? I couldn't even imagine dating anyone no. ever again. No. I just don't want to have different people in and out of his life. Yeah. So that's why I'm, like, very happy to be single for a really long time. Yeah. Um, and he's like my definitely my number one priority, and I'm like loving being a mum, which I never thought I would. Yeah, what can you describe that feeling like of love? It's it's almost like you can't put it into words, and and, yeah. and every mother says that until you've had one, you just can't. Yeah, no, your mum describes it the best. Oh yeah, so mum yeah. ages ago said to me, it's like once you have a baby or children, it's like forevermore you have someone walking your heart walking outside of your body just walking around beating outside of your body so that's pretty much what it is i love how that analogy because that is so what it is like i remember like i don't know if i didn't not love memphis straight away like this is something that i've been thinking about recently but because he was taken straight to neonates Mm. it was like the first 12 hours it was like i didn't have a baby yeah yeah. Because do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then when I saw him, there was like you're coming down from the drugs and the birth and everything. Yeah. It's so crazy, so much going on that it's like. And it was like I knew that I loved him, but like the love I have now is so much stronger than the, yeah, the than first the initial, little, like yeah. the initial. But you know, some people are like, 
like don't get me wrong the feel, seeing him the first time I that feeling was insane yeah yeah but I don't know it's like we've it's like we're getting to know each other I'm, yes like the the love gets deeper yeah. yeah yeah and I think that happens for sure yeah it's like but you do have that instant yeah I had the instant connection with him yeah but then I also like I said I feel like it's just got more and more but I also remember my mum was like so how do you feel being a mum and I was like I feel like I've always been a mum now mm. it's weird I can't imagine yeah. my life without him uh, yeah I just can't so well thanks for giving me Memphis's bestie Oh, thanks for giving me Banjo's bestie. <laughs> so cute. Like, that is pretty lucky. Mel and I have been best friends. We didn't really give you our backstory, but we've been best friends since we were seven years old. Mm. So the fact that these little guys have come... six weeks apart. six weeks apart, like, that's pretty special. Pretty and look, special. we're not going to force them to like each other I know, when we're they're older. I'm forcing them. <laughs> <laughs> but when they're little, when they don't know better... They're going to be cousins. They're, they're going to be like be... little cousins. Yeah. They, they love each other and they hang out and play and then they're going to fight and be like, Mum, Banjo <laughs> did this. <laughs> well, Memphis did... This. Yeah, I hate him. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, and any plans for more kids? Ah, uh, no, one and done. <laughs> one and done. Well, I'll play this back to you if you meet someone in the future, or you know, you get back with uh, old mate. Old mate, no, <laughs> one and done. And I think though, but I wouldn't rule out having getting with a dad that has kids. Kids, like that's... just that's just for the record. If there's any single dads out there that are listening, we'll <laughs> <laughs> just have to put that one in there. Slide into my DMs in about two years' time. <laughs> yeah, give her a break, mate. <laughs> let, her, let her get to know her son. She can date her son now. Oh well, thanks, Mel. Like I said, we're so proud of you. Oh, thanks. Like, but I know, and then like I don't like that to be like a con- condescending. No, no, no. But I get but it, and I like, feel I'm. I'm... Glad that you're proud of me. Yeah. Like, like it's yeah. just so amazing to see you be a mum. Thanks. Yeah. Oh, Thanks God, I'm getting emotional. Ah, <laughs> um, make sure if you are loving the podcast, we'd love you to rate and review um, and subscribe and make sure you share it with your friends. Thanks for listening. Bye, love guys. Bye.